I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. I liked your you down with the IVP line in your. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that somebody got that. You know, I was like wondering if if it was uh, it was a little too out there. You know, I was like, should I go? Yeah, you know me. Or, but uh, <laughs> listen, it made me titter. It's one of those things. <laughs> you know, when you're completely just not expecting something, and then you just hear it. I, I was, I was proper guffawing because I, you know, it's just, I was just, I was just nice and tranquil listening to you. Uh, you know, rattle on, and then yeah, I proper belly laugh. So well, awesome, awesome. I like that proper guffaw. It was a chortle, even perhaps. No, no, no. It, it was because it was so unexpected. So oh, it was a proper, beautiful. it came out of nowhere guffaw. Oh, thanks, Roy Phil. I appreciate no, no, that, man. No, listen, no, listen, I appreciate the quality of your podcasts. Wow, oh, there we go. Sir, sir, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Why don't I, you I just will... get married? Oh, hey, you're here. Why don't you just get fucking married? <laughs> you know, it's, it's Connecticut. We can do that. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing for the singing of our national anthem. Britain is just a small island that no one pays attention to. A former colony won the right to determine its own destiny. Hello and welcome to Mid-Atlantic, the show where we look at the news and the views from one side of the Atlantic, from the other side of the pond. And to do this, I am amply assisted by our pugilistic media pundit, Mick Wright in Dublin, and our hip-hop spouting historian, Rob Monaco, over there in Connecticut in the US. How are you, gentlemen? Doing good. <laughs> good, thank you. I want I want Rob to spout some hip-hop now during this. <laughs> Oh, oh! I'm gonna deliver it to you. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> now it has, it has to be said that Rob did drop a rather clever line into his uh, latest, very brilliant, um, the History of Our World podcast. Uh, some of the, he was definitely down with the OPP, but he, yeah, uh, yeah, you know me, I do those things. <laughs> but um, so, Mick, how have you been in the last uh, 14 days? Absolutely fine. Very yeah. good. Cold, <laughs> all well and done with. Uh, no, it's sort of sticking around, sticking around, but I'm, I'm surviving. And being as we're getting better, let's discuss Cliven Bundy. Now, Cliven Bundy is a questionable character. If uh, you've been living in a cave the last couple of weeks, and you don't know who he is. He's the guy who has had his cattle grazing on uh, federal land for a long time and not paying grazing fees. 
16,000 other farmers pay it, but Clyburn Bundy thinks he's above the law, and in fact he doesn't even recognize the federal government. Let me give you a quote about that, <laughs> because it's pretty much exactly what he said. Quote, I don't recognize the United States government as even existing. <laughs> okay, thank you, Mr. Anarchist. By the way, these guys every once in a while claim to be patriots. Clyburn Bundy has gone from libertarian hero to racist pariah in just over a week. What does his rapid ascent and descent tell us about the far right-wing politics and its media? Let's start with you, Mr. Monaco in Connecticut. You know, honestly, when I, I think it was my my father was the one who first asked me about this, the, uh, the whole thing with Clive and Bunny. He's like, you hear about this guy out west and the, and the militia that's defending him. I'm like, come on, this this is this is not true. This is your this is true. This is this is really happening, isn't it? All right, all right. Um, you know, I I was digging around and I was trying to figure out because everything is painted. It, it, it's if it wasn't so serious, it would be so funny right now that what started as a potential Waco standoff went from like, well, here's one racist comment, but like, truthfully, we could do so much better than that. Like, let's <laughs> like, like, let's, let's, let's really just go. Let's throw out cotton picking too. That's a term nobody's used in a while. Sure. Um, in the beginning, it was, it was, uh, it was joked that this all started well because because uh, the BLM, which is the Bureau of Land Management, they set aside all this land to protect the endangered desert tortoise, which, I mean, already the whole joking about this thing starts off. But that really, this is about a man whose family claims to have ownership since the 1870s. And because he refused to remove his cattle from this protected land, he has stopped paying taxes since 1993. I, I, I don't understand how... Well, you it, know, it, isn't that how your country was founded, by not paying taxes? But it's not because we He's didn't want to... He's a true American patriot. Yes, that is me. I am a, a true, you know, steak-eating, flag-waving patriot. But but we didn't want to pay our taxes because there wasn't any representation behind it. We would have gladly paid our share of the bill if, you know, we had received a, a dessert at the end or, or at least a dinner mint. But this guy, <laughs> this guy just refuses to acknowledge the the the. the, the the bill altogether. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I was really trying, to, I was struggling to find some non-bias in here. But I mean, we talked about that last episode. Wesley Snipes can spend three years in jail for tax evasion, and, and this guy is going on 10 years of no taxes. Yeah, well, listen, he's uh, he, he lives out in the West. He, he's a white guy with a grizzled demeanor and a big hat, so of course he's a hero. Mick, can you quickly kind of categorize the right-wing media's um, portrayal of Cliven Bundy? It tends to be that there are amongst right-wing commentators that they will just they will jump on anyone that they feel is uh, being lent on by the you know the, the the forces of of overweening overreaching government and so initially uh, the thought that he is standing up for his rights to tote guns and not pay taxes and <laughs> hold on to his land uh, you know I think the fact that he I, I don't know I think they just sort of saw him as a kind of Clint Eastwoody type really <laughs> That's the, that's the way it seemed to me. And then, of course, uh, what tends to happen is you put these people on television and it all comes spewing out with them. Rob, the explain for us Brits, um, kind of 
libertarianism and far right wing politics and its kind of love affair with individualism and guns. From a British perspective, we just don't get it. Yeah, everybody always lumps in sort of the gun part with this, but but what it is is really it, it's. But it's hard not to have that view, have that optic when he's got militiamen defending him in this standoff with the government. Yeah, fair enough. But but the guns represent sort of that that latent kind of deep-seated fear that you know, what happens if the federal government decides that camo uniforms are out and redcoats are in and they start marching onto your land and demanding that you kind of house them and all, you know, there's this real sort of it is my, you know, God-given right to have almost total freedom that the government governs best that governs least. And social freedom, yes, government interference at, at the bare minimum. So the, the guns really represent that... The, the 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 equalizing factor here yeah i know uh, you know an m16 is not going to do anything uh, against <laughs> an, an f2 you know jet but uh, it's it's still there and you have to understand that where, where cliven bundy lives you know the federal government owns something like 70 percent of nevada land it's the wide open west as you might imagine from a Hollywood movie there's, there's very little to kind of protect you there in a sense and so yes when when you've got nothing around you you need something to protect yourself with it's 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 not as cut and dry I think as some of the rest of the world wants it to seem Mick where can the American right-wing media where can Fox News go to find its next hero YouTube <laughs> I, I I don't know I mean I don't know how they find it you know it, but think you know think back to the uh, you know to the um uh, Obama McCain contest and and the way they elevated uh you know the so-called Joe the plumber who uh has now ended up taking a union job as it goes but uh <laughs> they, they um uh, they love to find these sort of cartoonish characters that they can they can get behind always white always a bit grizzled and there's no shortage of white grizzled men out there (laughs) to to be fair to the the american right wasn't that the reason why herman mccain had his 15 seconds of fame because he was somebody who who wasn't white but was spouting um kind of neo-libertarian far right wing um positions rob so yeah yeah it's the equivalent of saying it's like well i can't be racist i i have a black friend you have that one guy that you, you have a black remember. insane person. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you went to school with him. You had a single class with him. That means, therefore, you must not be racist. <laughs> I think this. I think the serious point is, is that, is that these these guys have a tendency in the the right wing media, the Fox News, have this tendency to not check their facts. They get behind these people, and then it they just shove it in the memory hole later on, and it's as if they never did it. You know, sure. it happens every time. Yeah, because they think that these 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 folks will also they they imagine that yeah no they won't keep talking they can't possibly say anything else right and then he gets out there and he says that uh what, what was the uh, let me let me see if I can find this the the quote was after he had to apologize for the whole Martin Luther King said he said what I'm saying is that we Americans are trading one form of slavery for another all of us are some measure slaves of the federal government why because I have to pay taxes that's your membership dues buddy. 
If you don't like it here, <laughs> then, you know, I recommend some other countries, for example. Syria is a very nice place. You don't have to pay your taxes there. Yeah, you do have to pay them in Syria. I think the, well, the Cayman well, Islands, you don't have to pay the, the taxes. The Cayman <laughs> Not a bad place Try to end Somalia. up with. They've got, they've got Somalia. I, I hear it's lovely. That's a libertarian <laughs> paradise over here. <laughs> <laughs> There's no central government. <laughs> Is Mr. Bundy really the victim of this 24-hour news cycle? That, you know, we need news, so Fox News and its kind of acolytes kind of grab onto anybody. Oh, come on. He's, no vi- he's not a victim in any respect. The guy, <laughs> right now, he's not, you know, he's not a victim. He's, he's a bigot who is, who is breaking the law, and if he, if he didn't have a bunch of gun-toting people around him, he'd have been arrested by now. Yeah, you know, Royfield, consider, consider, I mean, I was really trying hard to find something to take his side on this, but the fact that, you know, he's out there complaining about, you know, people on welfare and, and, and getting jobs and stuff like that, and the fact that I, I went onto the BLM's website, and it costs a dollar thirty-five a month to graze your cattle on federal land. And that means access to all the grassland out there, federally managed clean water. Are you kidding me? A dollar thirty-five a month? I'll eat grass and water for a dollar thirty-five a month. I'm starving over here. This this is it's ridiculous. No. He's been doing this since since nineteen ninety-three. He's just it wished just, that he uh, had a well, this. Mr. Yeah. Monaco it just shows you what a man of principle he is. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> believe in the United States. You know? that's, <laughs> that's true. He did say he spoke from the heart, so you know, God love him. <laughs> Easter is not just a time for Christians across our country to reflect, but a time for our whole country to reflect on what Christianity brings to Britain. All over the UK, every day, there are countless acts of kindness carried out by those who believe in and follow Christ. The heart of Christianity is to love thy neighbour, and millions do really live that out. That is something this government supports and celebrates. And it's why we've announced more funding for the Near Neighbours programme, bringing together even more faiths in even more cities to do social action. So as we celebrate Easter, let us also think of those who are unable to do so, the Christians around the world who are ostracised, abused, even murdered, simply for the faith they follow. David Cameron has brought Christianity up front and centre into the into the political British mainstream by saying that the UK is a Christian country and that we should not be afraid to say so. Is he right and what place does religion have in a modern multi-faith society? In Dublin, over to you, Mr Wright. No, I think it, it would have been better to say, and, and I know and I'll come to why he has said it this way, but reality is that Britain is a country built on Christian values. You know, it is, it is a country with a Christian heritage, but at this point, it's a country of, of many uh, different faiths and no faith at all. And the reason he said the UK is a Christian country was two things. One, it, every Easter, he's got to come up with something to say. There's an expectation that he'll make some kind of Easter message. And two, post the gay marriage debate, he feels that he needs to get the right to wing of his party back on side and and one way of doing that is is going for the kind of uh traditionalist christian uh approach that's it really but is he right well not sort of but not really mr monaco if president obama said that the u.s was a christian country i don't think anybody would bat an eyelid um from an american point of view how does this debate play to you 
I don't know. I'm actually pretty sure that he has said something like that before that, you know, he gets up there and he does his, you know, it's like, you know, Michelle and I, we're, we're Christian. This is a Christian country. And people go, uh, uh, no, you're a Muslim. And he goes, OK, I try. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, the, you know, the, the, the nice thing about the First Amendment is that, yes, it's freedom of religion and it's also freedom from religion. But, you know, tying it into, uh, you know, what what Mick was saying that I, I think I read yesterday that it was the the leader of this Islamic Council in Malaysia who he said that um, liberty and human values and like women's rights and these are they're tools of Christians and Jews well yeah they are I mean these are this is these are Western values that you know they're 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 good hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today things and and yes your country could be built on these values but at the same time it could be multi you know faith i, I read that that he, david cameron he said these things and i think the hindu and islamic council of the uk they said yeah okay okay yeah well, no we we know this country was you have a king who made their own religion because he didn't like the way they were going i mean it's it's a solid historically christian country and that's okay it's it's okay mick is it okay for us to have 70 odd lords who are bishops sorry in the house of lords making helping to formulate british law shouldn't we de-establish the church of england uh i think we should but then we should also get rid of the royal family so um hey stop right there buddy come on you can have the bishops but let's keep our queen <laughs> you know personal faith you can understand but the, the faith in a in a in in a family that basically lives off the state and owns huge swathes of land just based on the fact that their family killed more people than others is a problem. <laughs> uh, bishops in the House of Lords, uh, yeah, we should get we should get rid of those, but we should also get rid of the House of Lords. What are we going to replace the House of Lords with if we get rid of them? You need an elected second chamber, is what you need. It, it works in the US, it, work, it, it works in, in many other... Oh. Uh, One minute, sorry about that. Whoa, sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Well, it doesn't work perfectly in the US, but look, yeah. right, I think you need, I think we do need an elected second chamber. The problem with the Lords, and it will continue to be the problem with the, the Lords, is that it is, um, you know, it's uh, it's patronage. That's what it, you know, we just, uh, we just shove anyone who um, has done either of the major parties, any of the major parties a favour, up there and they're and they're allowed to sort of uh, pontificate on things look what what sort of uh, of um uh, of body has you know alan sugar allowed to pop up and uh, pontificate in there i think that's a problem the board of amstrad well that's weird but that's not a political body <laughs> also amstrad doesn't exist as such anymore mm, uh, 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 all right smarty pants so um I've always thought it was somewhat kind of ironic that compared to the US, Mr. Monaco, Britain, it feels incredibly secular, but we have an established church, whilst in America you do have the, the, the First Amendment. Is it possible for a high-ranking American politician to get high office and to say that he doesn't believe in God? No, because, you know, you guys sent all of your most god you know, loving folks over here first. You didn't send over the the secular enlightenment people first. You sent over the guys who wear belts on their heads. But but I mean, no. In 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 all seriousness, I I do not see it happening in fifty years or so that that you could have a, a, a an elected you know major party a democrat or republican getting out there and saying i'm an atheist it's it's just not going to happen which which is strange um that you know what but i I think you're doing your country down a little because if you think when we talked about this a few shows ago how fast the narrative has changed on same-sex marriage Yes, but but that could be worked into the context of religion, though, that it's that, you know, same sex. Well, you know, it's just about, you know, we're all God's creatures and we're all, you know, who are we to judge and and this and that. But to but to deny that there is a higher power, I think it implies some kind of arrogance that that is not tolerated in in this system. But, But that's I mean, I don't know. That's just me personally. Right. If, if Miliband gets elected prime minister, we will have an atheist prime minister. And and you know, and I think we, we've basically had prime ministers before that have been near, near as damn it atheist. But um, as Which I say, one? name one. You know what? Why you've been so bloody on it with me today, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> my job that's my role on the show <laughs> you know what you i think you're probably right we've had leaders of the labor party who were but they weren't actually prime minister yeah because so. you know blair blair although that said blair and and and, and uh, campbell said they didn't do the god thing blair really only did the god stuff once he left power hmm. very true very true gentlemen let's move on i tell you what we're going to do now we're going to solve the israeli palestine crisis there you go oh, yeah we could do it yeah see, see. That one's Fine. all right the leaders of hamas and fatah agreed to form a government of technocrats within five weeks with the aim of holding elections in six months the leaders believe the time is now to make a change the fact of the matter that we both in big crisis and um, if we are not moving quickly that the Israeli actually will weaken both of us and uh, there is no future Palestinian state. 
With the agreement to form a joint government from Fatah and Hamas now in place, where does this leave the Israel and Palestinian peace process? Let's start with a friend of the Arabs, Mick Wright. Uh, my friend of the Arabs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a subtle implication. I'm an anti-Semite. No, 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 uh, no, no. Listen, uh, uh, no. You, Mick you, of Arabia. <laughs> I, I am, I, I'm a supporter of a two-state solution. I think there should be a Palestinian state, and that Israel should uh, exist. And I certainly I would listen, struggle I, to I be was... elected to pres- the presidency of the US, apart from the. Uh, uh, not being born in the US side of things. But, um, Listen, I'm going to clear up what I said before we go on to Fatah and Hamas. Absolutely, you are, you are a fr- friend of the Arabs. You're not, friend, you're not friendly towards despotic Arab monarchies. There you go. No, and I'm, I'm, I'm not unfriendly to the Israelis, just to make that clear, before the next time I try to fly into Israel and they say, we heard these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> We're not awfully happy about that. And, um, and then I hear the sound of a rubber glove being snapped on. Um, right. What was your question? <laughs> Fatter and Hamas. They've got together. Um, they're cuddling, oh, well, they're cuddling is, up now. What does uh, this, it mean? Well, it's not a good thing. I mean, it's it's not going to be a good thing because Netanyahu's come out and said uh, immediately kick back at it. You know, uh, uh, Israel sees Hamas as a terrorist organization and Hamas has regularly called for the outright destruction of Israel. So... It is quite problematic. It's also worth saying that Fatah and Hamas have 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 come together and broken apart many times in the past 50 years or so. So it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that there's a, a move towards stability in the Gaza Strip. Rob, the yes. the peace process. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that sounded like your bedroom voice. Maybe we should get married. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, right. Go on. Fatah and Hamas. Fatah and Hamas have come together now, and there will be a united Palestinian government. They say in the, in the next three months. Isn't this down to the fact it didn't Fatah have to do this because of the fact that Netanyahu isn't willing to budge in his negotiations with them? Yeah, put them, but you know, put yourself in their shoes. That it's sort of like you know, Fatah's trying to be the the moderate, the reaching out, trying not to go down that sort of angry route. I mean, Abbas came out this morning, and 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 it's almost like you have to do this. He he once again reiterated how the Holocaust w- is one of the greatest you know crimes of humanity. That that he's doing all of these things, and the settlements keep spreading. The uh, sort of the, the this feeling that there will never be a happy solution just keeps working. So I think that despite the fact that the US and the EU both consider Hamas a terrorist organization, it's sort of the two can now, you know, in, in, instead of trying to work at different, you know, goals here, I think Hamas will be at least willing if not to change their sort of tone, they'll at least be willing to acknowledge that you know, we're not going to win this thing. It's maybe it's best if we sort of put our you know our differences you know aside, figure out a, a better solution that doesn't involve you know the the, the bloodshed route. And I, hopefully, you know, if I can can kind of mitigate their kind of wackiness, Mr. Wright. How can we get to a situation where there will be a two-state solution? What need, what political tectonic plates need to move for this to happen? Um, you need, I think, you need a whole new generation of of uh, of leaders on both sides. 
frankly you, you know uh, you, you really do um, Abbas is just you know he's like Ara- he's Arafat without the charisma and um, and Netanyahu is 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 I don't think has 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 the desire to see peace really. I think I think it's a quite convenient for him that uh, Hamas and the the PLO have, have come back together because it allow it gives him another excuse not to push forward um, with peace. Again, for, for us for us Brits, Mr. Monaco, could you explain? Uh, just give us a quick overview of the American, the general, the, the opinion of the general American in the street to the kind of Arab-Israeli or the Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict. We, I think, we in Europe see it as much more of a nuanced thing, but maybe pride ourselves in that. Whereas you guys, it appears to us, see it much more kind of black and white. Yeah, it's Israel or nothing. I mean, that that's it. There, there is no solution here. The Palestinians, you know, if they are thought of of anything, unfortunately, it's sort of they are the the problem. That Israel is this vibrant democracy. It's everything is great there, and it's let's not discuss the giant walls. Let's not discuss the the settlements or the the, the illegal you know laws that are that are being broken on a on a daily basis here. It's it's. If you are not in favor of Israel, you might as well be wearing a swastika on your sleeve. It really, really, and especially in the Northeast, it feels like that. You cannot have an open and honest conversation without being told that, you know, so when did you start becoming an anti-Semite? And and I mean it's very very frustrating. There's a, there's a great graphic novel uh, by this guy Gray Delisle called Jerusalem. I mean when he was with his wife um, who worked for Doctors Without Borders, and it's it, it really captured the essence of what it is to see Israel and Palestine kind of at odds in a sense. And 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 yes, I mean Israel is a is a it's <laughs> they're the only ones doing stuff over there, but it, it's. It's not, it's not working. It's not working. So, all right, gents, it's been 14 days since we last spoke. Mr. Wright, why don't we start with you? What has been your takeaways in that period? It's quite a mainstream takeaway, but I, was, I went to watch Captain America, uh, The Winter Soldier, and it got me reading up again on uh, our and the Soviet beha- Soviet's behaviour post-Second World War, because in that film they mention Operation Paperclip, which was our um, allied move to uh, grab as many of the uh, Nazi uh, scientists as possible to feed our post-war uh, plans and so that's what I'm, I'm i've been reading up on and thinking about and so it's worth reading up on to see how uh sort of um fluid our morality was then mm. and really still is i must admit i wasn't aware that that us brits that we were trying to nab those nazi scientists but of course oh yeah we did the same thing. We, we were involved as well oh, okay. yeah, mr monaco uh, my takeaway is that there is the brand new season of one of the greatest TV shows ever, The Boondocks. Uh, for those who don't know about it, it was a comic strip started by a guy named Aaron Magruder, and it is phenomenal at taking a, a look at sort of the, the social, racial, kind of economic things that are happening in this country, and the show is hysterical, and even without him on this season, it is already the first episode was really, really good good so very excited about it cool and uh, my takeaway short and sweet is just that cleanliness is next to godliness 
because I tell you what, you have a nice hot piping shower first thing in the morning. You don't feel zesty afterwards. So that that's my takeaway. That, that's that, very. Is that, wow. Are you new to that? Is that something you haven't been doing previously? Yeah, uh, no, okay. Full disclosure here. I have wow. been showering all of my life. <laughs> However, what I, the reason why I'm enjoying my showers even more than I always have done is because I've now purchased a Bluetooth speaker. So, oh, I have one of those. That is good. Absolutely. This is the shower. Absolutely. Yeah, tell me about it. So I listened to a bit of Rob Monaco, you know, and his podcast History of Our World whilst I'm wow. scr- scrubbing me nether regions. And uh, and dare I say it, you know. You, what an you, honour. <laughs> and you, you find yourself, instead of having that five minute shower that shower lasts for 15 because you you just get into get into whatever you're listening to and that hot water is beating down on your skin so that is my takeaway of the of the week i, I i'm just glad that the whole undenying theme of this of this uh podcast has been your bromance with rob Absolutely. it really has right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right yeah. So, 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 so Rob. Hey, uh, how you doing? If anyone wants to get hold of you, how can they do that? Let me tell you, Royfield. They can contact me at Podcast History on the Twitters, or they can find me on iTunes, Podcast History of Our World. And you, Mr. Wright? Um, I'm just at Broken Bottle Boy on Twitter. So get me there. Cool. And you can contact me or follow me on Twitter also, where I am at Royfieldfield R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D um, you can go onto our website which is Mid-Atlantic Show and you can post us a message so if you agree or disagree with anything that myself or the guys have said uh, you know what you can do also what I what we have now started to do is kind of every Friday we go onto Twitter and we do kind of ask people that follow us for the things that we should discuss so if you'd like to be part of that um, please do follow at Mid-Atlantic Show on Twitter that has been Mid-Atlantic with me Royfield Brown and with Rob Monaco and with Mick Wright see you all again in 14 days time that was good guys yeah Sorry oh, if you felt a little bit left out in the uh, the bromance there, uh, Mick, but don't don't worry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.